Thank you, Alicia, for uh, welcoming us. And, uh, you know, our heart and purpose for this time together is really to refresh you and to bless you through the word and through ministry and through the fellowship. And we're a nice sized group to be able to connect with each other. One of the things that I've discovered is that even if we have different ways of uh, uh, believing and we would differ maybe on some doctrine and things like that we have the same spirit, the same Jesus and what, what you can find with that is that often Jesus will want to bless you through someone that's unlikely that you don't expect. And so in a room like this, someone else might have something that, like a gift for you from Jesus today. <laughs> Not just through the pulpit, but through connecting with other people here. So, you know, as you, you fellowship, be open to receive. Now, um, the way we advertise this, I want to read through the, 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 the four keys or the four things that we said we wanted to cover. Number one, we said we want to talk about how to make your vision grow. We wanted to talk about keys to achieving success. Then dealing with hindrances to growth. Uh, and how to give up and finish and not finish your race. Oh, how to give up, not give up and finish your race. <laughs> now we, we, we will be addressing those things. Even though we will uh, uh, maybe not have titles like that. So the, the answers to that will be in what we talk about. But, but what we're talking about is what I believe uh, uh, we're needing to focus on. Because it's like, a, a, you know, you can look at a fruit tree. And you can wonder why the fruit is a certain way and you're needing to, to, to kind of... Uh, 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 adjust or like deal with some fungus or something like that. Well, the fruit doesn't look healthy, and what must we do? And we can often not look at the rest of the tree, wondering what else could be causing this. So you might want to wipe the fruit and try and just clean the fruit. That, that could deal with it, but maybe there's another problem. And it's the same thing with the building. You can have a crack in the wall. And you can keep filling up the crack. But if it's a foundational problem, the crack keeps coming back. Where I used to live in South Africa, the, the houses that we, we uh, were all built very close together. And all of them had cracks in the walls. <laughs> the neighbor's crack uh, in one of his walls was about that wide open. <laughs> we didn't have that. But our boundary fence. It started to have a big crack like that. And uh, they came and tried to fix the, the foundation of it. And it just kept cracking, so they didn't do a good foundational problem. Uh, uh, fix. And so all I did. Because I'm not an engineer, so I couldn't fix it. I didn't know what to do. I'm not a builder. Every time it cracked, I just polyfill it. I put some filling in it. <laughs> and I painted over it. <laughs> so, so no one in the neighborhood couldn't complain. But I never dealt with the issue. And even when we left there, I told the next people who moved in, you've got a problem with this, but that, you know, now it's your problem. <laughs> but the, th the point is, is that if we don't deal with things at the foundational level, it affects the fruitfulness. 
And uh, uh, yeah, during today, I'm going to be talking about many things uh, that, that are, I think, important for foundations. I've asked our South African pastors that they might have something on their hearts and they might share in between as well. But I want to start off in Matthew chapter 3. Because before we look at what is ministry, if, if I ask you what is ministry, we might have 10 different answers in the room. Because everybody kind of seems to uh, have a different focus in on what is ministry. The issue is the way that we see ministry and define ministry determines what we do in ministry. The way we define church determines the way we build church. The way that we define things determines what we do. But before we get to the, the what of ministry, I want to talk about the why of ministry. Because for me, years back, before we started the, the uh, Grace Life, this is something that God had dealt in my heart. I didn't even realize that I had this problem. <laughs> you might not have this problem. But it'll encourage you to know that you haven't got this problem once I talk about it. <laughs> and then you can just feel sorry for me that I had this problem. <laughs> and feel blessed that you don't have this problem. <laughs> or you can take this and minister to other people because you know they've got the problem. <laughs> Because I'm sure we know someone who needs to hear this. Okay, so the baptism of Jesus. Verse 13. Then Jesus went from Galilee. I'll read the whole thing and then you read. Mm -hmm. Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to be uh, so Je John agreed to baptize him. Uh, I'm still busy. Uh, verse 16. After his baptism, John came up out of the... Uh, I don't know why I'm mixing up John and Jesus here. <laughs> After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were open and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son who brings me great joy. Okay. <laughs> Por Gjoni kundërshtoj fort duke i thënë, unë kam nevoj të pakzohen për teje dhe ti po vjen të kunë. Dhe Jezusi duke u përgjigjo i tha, lejo të bëhet për të një, sepse në këtë mënyrë përmbushim qdo drejtësi, atëherë e lejoj. Dhe Jezusi, sa po pakzua, doli nga uj dhe ja, që i të hapën dhe i pa frimën e përëndis të zbresi një pëllum të vimbi të. Dhe ja, një zërë për qeli i tha, kjo është biri i mi dashur në të cilin gjeta pëlqim. Jesus is, is, is being baptized in water. He comes up out of the water. And the Father says from heaven, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. I want you to think about this for a moment. What has Jesus done? It's Matthew chapter 3. There's still Matthew chapter 4, 5, 6, all the way to 28. <laughs> Before Matthew chapter 3, there's no miracle. There's no preaching. There's no crusade. There's no healings. There's nothing. Okay, but he gets baptized. And Father God expresses his pleasure in, in Jesus. 
And then he goes on. The Pasai Vajdan. And all of a sudden ministry happens. The Pasai Shabesa Filon. If you think about it, uh, uh, if we judge Jesus by our standards, we would have looked at Jesus and said, Great, you've been baptized. Now go and do something. Go, go and earn the pleasure. Go and do something worthwhile. And then, then we can celebrate you. But the Father celebrates Jesus before He does anything. And the key to that is in that one line. This is my dearly loved Son. He's expressing, ple- expressing pleasure in Jesus because of his identity. This is my son. You know, and if I think about it in terms of my sons, they are uh, seven and nine years old. They would do things that I'm unhappy with and they would do things that I'm happy with. But I'm pleased with them because they're my, my, my sons. And even when they were younger, they, 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 they couldn't do anything. They couldn't do much. We had to change their diapers. Yeah, if they get sick on you, you have to clean. It's a lot of work to be a parent. And you don't get much out of them. My kids haven't cut the grass yet at home. (laughs) They're starting to wash the dishes and help and things like that, but it's not really helpful. (laughs) Because you have to redo what they do. But we get such pleasure, my wife and I, out of our boys. Why? Because we see ourselves in them and they're part of us. It's an identity thing. So, so God is expressing pleasure in Jesus. Because it's his boy. He's like, this is my son, I'm well pleased with him. And then Jesus goes on. And there's the temptation, which we'll talk about maybe. And after the temptation, comes the fruitfulness. So often we feel like God is expecting us to be fruitful. And then He'll express pleasure in us. And I've met a lot of missionaries and ministers and pastors around the world. <coughs> who are trying to please God. That's their motivation for ministry. They're trying to get God's attention. They're trying to show God that they are worthy of love. They're trying to show God that they're worthy of blessing. And when we have that kind of motivation, our ministry is always going to be tainted. It's never going to be pure. It might accomplish something good. And I believe God will use it to be a blessing. But it will never be as good or as healthy as it could be. Because there's something at the root which is not right. So to my testimony, I was in high school. I was loving God. And I was serving all the time everywhere. Uh, 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 I was doing everything I could do at church just to help and serve. I loved God. I wasn't interested in anything else. So if there was something I could do, I would do it. My last two years of school, I did homeschooling. And uh, and so whenever the church needed uh, someone to help with sound or or something like that, I was there. So I went to many women's meetings. 
and I went to many other meetings. I was at many funerals of people I didn't know. <laughs> because I just wanted to help. Then after school, I did. Uh, uh, I went to a Bible school. And this Bible school, yeah, I had to give a reference letter to my pastor to fill in. And if you know how those work, you give the letter to your pastor. And the pastor sends it to the Bible college. And the applicant never sees it. But I saw mine. <laughs> and so I found mine and I opened it. I was like, oh. I, I think my pastor even gave it to me to give. And I, I didn't think anything of it, I just opened it up. And then I saw what he wrote. <laughs> and it was so insightful. Because he had good things to say. But then in this one section, he wrote uh, Shane's motivation for, for being involved. Seems to be that he's trying to get. Uh, 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 he's trying to get favor with God. He's trying to find acceptance. He's trying to earn something. And when I read that, I was like, rubbish. <laughs> what does he know? What does he know? <laughs> I was 17 years old. What does he know? <laughs> and, uh, and then after a few moments, I realized he was right. And I didn't know what to do with that. So I just said, you know, God, you have to help me. And I pushed it aside and carried on. I went to, went to Bible school, it was good and all of that. But inside I still had that motivation because most people have that motivation for ministry. It, it's like, you, you see it sometimes with kids. Often with their parents. They'll do something. And it's kind of like, do you see me now, mommy? Do you see me now, dad? And a, a not so good parent <laughs> won't handle that well. They won't celebrate the bad art. Yeah. The, the child has painted a picture. And you're like, you could do better than that. <laughs> you need to practice some more. Instead of putting it on the fridge and saying, that's beautiful, well done. See, and we have this impression with God. That he's, he, he's waiting for us to do something extraordinary before he celebrates us. And if we have that mentality, then uh, 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 we even in ministry forget people. Now what we're doing, we're doing for the Lord. But it's, we're doing it to people. So I'm doing it to you, but I'm doing it for Jesus. But when we have that motivation of trying to get God's uh, favor, trying to get His love and try, trying to get His acceptance, I'm not doing it to people. I'm not doing it for people. I'm not doing it to God. I'm not doing it for God. I'm doing it for me. Because I'm doing it until I feel good. And it's not important how I feel. <laughs> what I'm doing, it shouldn't matter if I'm enjoying it or not. <laughs> we should enjoy ministry. But I'm sure the believers didn't really enjoy being thrown to the lions hundreds of years ago. We were talking about it, I think, yesterday. Some uh, uh, a famous pastor recently said, how did they put it? If, if, if you're not enjoying it, a ministry, you're doing it wrong. If the Christian life isn't fun, you, you've missed God. And then someone put a picture of Christians being thrown to the lions. 
And it said Christians having fun in and put the year there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because but let's face it. It's not about our fun. There's lots of fun. I mean, I've been all over the world and it's been fun. But there's been many challenges. <laughs> many problems. <laughs> including dental. <laughs> but here's the point. We, we look at the life of Jesus. He received the pleasure of God. Not based on performance. But based on identity. And that propelled him forward in his ministry. What happened directly after he experienced the pleasure of his father? To question. Yeah, the wilderness. It was the, the temptation of Jesus. And, and, so, and so, if we look at that, the enemy comes to Jesus. And what does he say? If you are the Son of God, do this. So he's attacking the identity of Jesus. Okay, he didn't know who he was dealing with. <laughs> If you are the son of God, prove it. Again, it's coming down to the motivation and the heart. Are you secure in who you are? Because as ministers, if we're not secure in who we are, we we might not not give in to temptation of, 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 of sex or money or something like that. But we're given the tempt- into the temptation to try and prove something. And usually that's a pride. It's ego. You know the, what the Bible says about ego? Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ. If you look up the word I in Greek, in the Greek, it says ego. Ego. Ego has been crucified with Christ. So if you're truly rooted and grounded in your identity, if you're secure in the love and the pleasure of the Father, no one will have to deal with your ego as a minister. And that's not a true statement for the body of Christ by and large. That's unfortunate. So let's look at this like why would God be pleased before we do anything? Like I said, it's because of identity. Because we're His. And this brings us to the, the point of what brings fruitful ministry as well. It's relationship with Him. It's friendship with Him. We can give you 10 principles for this and that. And you can apply them. And it can bring some fruitfulness. But it might not be God. We'll look at that uh, later maybe. Because there's a lot of natural wisdom in the world that that can accomplish good things but it might not be the God things. It's like a lot of uh, people in in, uh, a lot of Christians around the world thinking that Christianity is a means for for gaining wealth. Yeah, they think that because I'm a Christian now, I'm going to make lots of money. Or God's going to make me wealthy. But then, I mean, you can look around on the streets here. Or you can go to Saudi Arabia. To godless places. <laughs> and you can see... It great amount of wealth and no Jesus. And then you go to some so-called Christian areas and there's very little wealth. 
And so if we think that wealth comes from God, God isn't treating his kids very well. God isn't looking after us as well as he should. He's looking after the Muslims better than he's looking after his kids. There's a problem with that thinking. Okay? But we need to see like, okay, so, so finances and money It is not a, a, an indication of God's approval. Just because your ministry has got lots of money doesn't mean God is saying, I like what you're doing, here's your money. And just because you have no money and you're struggling doesn't mean God is saying, I don't approve. It doesn't mean God's withholding his blessing. Because what about in countries where there isn't very much money? Or, or, what about someone living in a, a tin house? Yeah. What about someone who's living in a straw hut in Africa or something like that? Does God dislike Africans? <laughs> But he loves Saudi Arabia. And so you can have whatever you want, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, Arabia It doesn't work like that. Okay, let's look at Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, verse 6. Let me just change my translation here. I was finding that one difficult there. Hebrews 11, there we go. Verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Hebrews 11, verse 6. Just get me the thing. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Edhe pa besim është pa mundur t'i përqesh ati, se sa i që i afrohet përëndis, du të besoj se përëndia është, dhe është përblyë si atyre që i kërkojnë atë. And he's like, so, this is showing us what brings the pleasure of God. Në të regonë qëfar selë të nefsine përëndis. What is it? Qëfar është? Faith. Besimi. Now, we can get this verse a little bit wrong as well. With a whole lot of uh, 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 bigger consequences. Because we will think that like, oh, I wasn't in faith. So such and such didn't work. This didn't work or that didn't work. I didn't, I didn't get my miracle. I didn't get this. I didn't get that. I, I wasn't in faith, so I displeased God. And if we think like that, then we're going to think that we're in and out of the pleasure of God very quickly. The consequences of that would be that we live a, a, a yo-yo Christianity. It's up and down. And, and we would be into a performance-based relationship with God. Where if I'm doing good, He's happy with me. And if I'm not doing good, he's not happy with me. There's another verse which gets into that and we're going to look at it in John 15. But if we look at this first, what this verse is saying to us is that without faith it's impossible to please him. Now look at this next part. For he who comes to God must believe. Okay? If we are all Christians in this room, which I'm assuming, <laughs> we have all believed that God is. We have all come to Him. Which means He is pleased with us. 
Okay? You're not trying to get into the pleasure of God. Be- because he's pleased with you because you're his child. You believed. And now you're born again. This is the whole theme of Hebrews 11. All of these people, yes, they did great things for God. But it's talking about a saving faith that they were looking forward to. Even at the end of the chapter, verse 39 and 40, it says, And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. E pra të gjithë këta, ndonëse morën dëshmin të mirë me antë besimit, nuk morëm atë që ishte përntuar, sepse përëndia kishe para parë dhe qka më të mirë për ne, që ata të mos arini në përsosje pa ne. So there we see that this is talking about the salvation that was coming. Po flisnim për një shpëtim që po vinte. And now that now that we've put our faith in the the, the Savior who has come, we are saved. God is pleased with us. And when we allow ourselves to experience that pleasure, it propels us forward in fruitfulness. Then we're able to stand against the temptation to try and prove ourselves. Then we're able to, to, to produce real fruit. Because the foundation is secure. So let's go to John 15. Because this is a, a problematic verse for us with this thought. Verse 1. I am the true vine and my father is a husbandman. You're going to have to help me to tell me what the, the Albanian says here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say what this is. is uh, a little same? bit different. Vrestari is the one that works the vine. Uh, yeah, no, no, verse 2. Every branch that in me that beareth not fruit, he takes away. Mm-hmm. So in the Albanian Bible, it's the same thing. If you're fruitless, I take you out. <laughs> and this is the impression that we have of, of God. If we're not performing, if we're fruitless, I cut you out. <laughs> and even if you read further down, I'm going to cast you in the fire. <laughs> and then we get into this performance mode of uh, am I acceptable to God? Am I doing enough? Am I right? Am, um, and I've met so many people who are in fear because I'm not doing enough. And the problem with that is that you get into this performance-based relationship with God. Where you're trying to obtain the favor and the blessing and the pleasure of God. I met an evangelist in South Africa who was uh, uh, going full out for Jesus. Full out. I liked him at first. Because uh, I liked his passion. But then I was there with a team. And he's starting to tell us his testimony. And he was telling us. I was on my deathbed. And uh, Jesus spoke to me. And said. If you don't start being fruitful. I'm going to remove you from me. I'm going to remove myself from you. <laughs> and so he said, he said, Jesus, if you save me from this, this, this deathbed, I'll go all out for you. So he got healed. He left his wife and children to go on the mission field. And when I met him, he hadn't seen his family for two years. <laughs> and I said to him, that, that's not God. I was like, you're wrong. 
God would never cause you to call you to forsake your family. Especially if they're willing to go with you. But he had other plans. Because he, he was using this verse to show that I don't want to be cut out and cast in the fire. And unfortunately, because he's a doctor in theology, I couldn't show him anything in the Bible. But if we look at this verse, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he takes away. Since I've got a, a, a strong concordance Bible, on my iPad, no iPad, I can't carry a physical Bible around anymore. <laughs> because I've I've tried and I, I just it's 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 I, I need I need all my books here. <laughs> I need my library with me. Because, because even now I can just click on the word and it tells me the Greek meaning. <laughs> and it's so much easier for me. <laughs> And even when I'm doing my devotional time and stuff like this, I need this. I, I don't want to just read the Bible. I want to be able to get stuck on a word. And then look it up in other translations. And I know that different people have different ideas of that. Recently we heard a very well-respected minister asking everybody to please stop using electronic Bibles and use a hard copy Bible. <laughs> and I understand that if this runs flat, I'm stuck. But I've got a hard copy as a backup. <laughs> but anyway, if I click on the word taketh away, and it gives me the Greek word, it's Aero. Iro. And uh, 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 the verb the, uh, uh, is to lift up. To lift up. Or take away. Okay. For some reason, the translators didn't choose to raise up or lift up. They chose to take away. Because of their theology. Their Okay, and uh, 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 this, what I'm about to show, show you, fits better with the nature of God. Most translations say uh, uh, take away. There is one modern translation which says lifts up. Before I ever read that translation, I was teaching this. Where we are from in Cape Town, the one church when I was teaching there, 10 years ago I was teaching this. And in the church, uh, in that area, we have a lot of vineyards. And uh, 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 if you don't mind wine, they make wine. And if you don't like alcohol, they're just making grape juice. <laughs> so in the church we have uh, we had two winemakers or grape juice makers at that time. <laughs> and uh, 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 I checked with them. I said, tell me, what do you do if one of the branches is not producing fruit? Do you cut it off? And she says, no. I thought, yo. She said, we lift it up and we tie it closer to the vine and it will become fruitful. The Bible can't contradict nature. <laughs> Let me say it like this. The, the translation cannot contradict nature. God created nature. So his word would be in harmony with nature. So sometimes we read something and it doesn't make sense. And we need to dig deeper. So that we as leaders can understand what it's actually saying. So we can better communicate it to people. 
Čiže ta komunikuj mu mir njerë zëtjerë. But also if you have the understanding that God's going to cut me out if I'm fruitless. Nëse ti ke atë mendimin që Zotit do mbrej dhe do mhelm zjarë nëse unë jam i papryqëm. It's going to cause a negative experience in ministry. Do të njësil një experience negative në në shërbes. So what is the heart of the Father? Qa është zemra atit? If you're fruitless. Nëse ti e papryqë. I'm still pleased with you. You're still part of me. If you're, if you're struggling to produce fruit, if you're not seeing fruitfulness in your ministry or your life, the branch is still connected to the vine. You're still my child. You're still part of me. My life is still flowing into you. Instead of cutting you off because you're not representing me well. <laughs> he lifts us up closer to him. So that through that intimacy with him. Fruitfulness can come. Because what produces fruitfulness? Intimacy. And that's what we're called to with him. Intimacy produces fruitfulness. I want to read it in this uh, modern translation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The passion, it says, He cares for the branches connected to me. By lifting up and propping up the fruitless branches. That just shows God's heart. He knows that when you're struggling, He is your answer. If you come closer to Him, you'll be able to be fruitful. And I think this is even God's plan for how we can deal with people. I've seen it with people that I'm leading. And I've seen it with my, my kids. If they're not producing good fruit, I draw close to them. And then I'm like, uh, you know, when my, when my sons are, are, are unhappy or not listening or whatever, I like draw close to them. I've even held them to frustrate them. Like, just relax. <laughs> Talk to me, what's wrong? Yeah, you can't do that with someone who doesn't understand. <laughs> but even with, with people that I'm leading. Let's go for a walk, let's, let's go have coffee, let's do something. And I won't ask like, why aren't you performing? Why aren't you doing what you're supposed to do? Why are you unfaithful to your, your responsibilities? I'll draw them to my heart. And I draw closer to their heart. And I'm like, what's going on? One, one time in the ministry, we had this, uh, uh, this guy on our team who was really just not performing well. He never got a deadline. The, the things that he was supposed to do, he would never do. <laughs> it would take weeks, sometimes months. <laughs> it was just bad. And uh, uh, I had to talk to him about it because that's what a good leader would do. So I met up with him and uh, I asked him. How are things with you and your family? And then he broke down and he opened up about how difficult things are. Then I could minister to him. And I could help him. Nine times out of ten, it'll sort out the problem. Once I had dealt with him and ministered to him, I was, I was able to say, I can see that these issues are affecting the way that you work. I want you to make sure that you, you sort out what's going on in your life. We're not putting pressure on you. But obviously there's things that you need to do. 
Por duke që ka gjë që ti do të bësh. And then you can you start to see a fruitfulness. And you can help people go in the right direction. Pasaj shikoj një fruqmëri dhe ndihmon njerëzit të shkojnë në ndërtimin e tuaj. See, we often think of um a, 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 a biblical or discipline. Ndonjëherë shikojmë në disiplinën as something that's harsh. Disiplika që është rept. But in 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 biblical terms it's correction. And what is correction? It's not punishment. It's correcting. I'm taking you off of this path. The wrong path. And I'm putting you on the right path. So think about how God works with us. The way that he works with us is the way we should be working with our kids and with our, our spiritual kids. <laughs> and so we need to be able to look to him and then uh, 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 um, replicate him. I want to go to 2 Timothy 3, my last verse for this session. Mm, there we go. 2 Timothy 3, verse um, 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, for instruction in righteousness. So how, how does God correct us? How does God correct us when we're fruitless? When we're all going off track with something. He's not putting a tragedy in your life to get your attention. He, he didn't send the, the, the floods that we had now to try and get Duris in Albania's attention. Okay, what did he do to get people's attention? He sent Jesus. <laughs> Jesus was God trying to get the world's attention. How does he correct us? Through the word. Okay, he uses the word to correct us. And sometimes there's natural consequences to our actions and our decisions and our bad choices. Now, if I choose to hit you, you might hit me back. And I can't say, ah, oh, God willed it. Yeah, that's what the, the Muslims would say, Allah wills it. <laughs> we, we don't, we don't, we're not, we're not Muslim. We have free choice. We can choose good or choose evil. Okay, but we know, look at it in God's choosing to correct us through his word. His, his word is like the Bible says, like a hammer. But he's not, it's not in the context, he's not using it like a hammer on us. He uses his word to comfort us. To show us his love for us. To build us up. To strengthen us. So that we're able to be fruitful and live this life. And so the goodness of God is that he wants us to come close to him. And he's drawing himself close to us. To so that we can, he can rub off on us. So that fruitfulness can come from within us. So that we can be a blessing to the world. We're never going to be a blessing to the world as long as we're trying to get God's attention. Because that's revealing a self-centeredness. Living for Jesus Obviously, by implication, is not living for myself. So the motivation of why I'm doing what I'm doing is I'm doing it for Him. The fruitfulness is for Him. What I'm doing blesses me. It blesses me to see the impact of what I'm doing. But when we don't see anything, 
it shouldn't affect what we do. Because we're doing it for him. So And it's the obedience which is even a blessing to him. And when even when we're not seeing the fruitfulness, he's saying that's my beloved child. I thought I in whom I am well pleased. That's the foundation of fruitfulness for us. Knowing that God is pleased with me. We need to be able to say that with confidence. God is pleased with me. We need to be able to like 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 be convinced of that in our heart. God is pleased with me. Period. Full stop. End of story. On my worst day, he's pleased with me. On my best day, he's pleased with me. When I, when I didn't get out of bed because I didn't feel like it, he's still pleased with me. <laughs> But you know what I find? Is when I'm not producing fruit and performing well, It's usually because I'm not convinced that God is pleased with me. Because often people will say, but won't we, we start becoming lazy? <laughs> If we think that God is pleased with us and we don't have to do anything. That's not true. What did Paul say? The grace of God causes me to labor more abundantly. Someone who's trapped in a performance-based relationship with God will be very busy. They'll be very tired. And they'll be near burnout. But someone who is trapped in this relationship with God where they are overwhelmed by the pleasure of God convinced of his love and his favor for them they're going to look equally busy if not more busy they're going to be tired but they're not going to burn out ever they're not going to get tired in the sense of I want to give up They're going to be tired in the sense of I need to sleep. <laughs> And when they put their head on their pillow, they're going to sleep well. The person who's in performance puts their head on their pillow and wonders, have I done enough? The person who puts their head, uh, the, 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 the person who's in uh, uh, the favor of God and knows it, puts their head on their pillow and they're just at peace because they know that I'm always doing enough God is always pleased with me you know and, and there's always more that we can do but they're not kind of uh, 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 striving and straining they're resting in the love and the faithfulness of God Amen. Listen, I want to pray for us. And then we'll just take a, a 10 minute break. So Father, I just want to thank you for your love. Father, I just welcome your spirit. Thank you that you are, are revealing your love and your faithfulness to us. Father, I'm asking that you would convince each one of us of your love. Show us how much you love us. That we are accepted by you. We are favored by you. We are your beloved sons and daughters. Before we do anything. Before any ministry. We are not ministers firstly. 
Nuk kemi shërbyës në fillim. We are sons and daughters primarily. We are your children. We are your friends. And we get to have an intimate relationship with you. We get to know your heart. We're not just serving you, we get to know you. And that's your desire for us is that we would know you. Thank you, Father, that as we know you, it overflows into ministry. Ministry overflows from us to those around us. Fruitfulness flows from intimacy. And Father, I just, just thank you right now that any uh, 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 burden, any condemnation that's in any of us in this room regarding lack of fruitfulness, regarding I haven't done enough, we just lift off now in the name of Jesus. And I just speak peace to each heart. I speak refreshing to your heart. I speak strength and courage to your heart. And I declare from this moment forward, each person in this room, is not focused on the fruit that they're producing or not producing but they're focused in on your love for them. And I just thank you, Father, for the freedom that there is in that. The freedom to be truly fruitful. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you just uh, uh, help us to experience the depth of your love this morning. Thank you that, that your love for us is without limits. And that when we're filled with your love, other people can experience you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Before we take a break, maybe just two, two or three people just want to say one thing that stood out for you. You can say from where you are, Alicia. I just felt this in my heart, like running in his favor instead of running for his favor increased his vision. Because to me, when I know I have this favor, like now, it, it makes me think, if I have this favor, nothing is impossible. But if I'm running for his favor, to win it and get it, the focus is always on me, so the vision is always limited. That's good. That was really a very awesome. The promotion is very fantastic. Good. Someone else? The back. I'm going to have a ship. Pop on. Pop on. Pop on. When, what I heard for the first time changed the thing the way that I do things. I've been a leader in church for 10 years. I understood that I did something wrong for 10 years. It's exactly what you were saying that my focus was if I do something wrong, I'll be cut and thrown off. And I never stopped it. I always looked at the Greek for other stuff, but never this. <laughs> While you were speaking, it's like the Holy Spirit threw off the lenses in my eyes to open my eyes towards this. I wasn't planning, I didn't want to come in the meeting. But God was telling me all the time, you need to go, you need to go, you need to awesome. go. I'm, I'm really thankful Wonderful. for that. Awesome, thank you for sharing. That's and then we'll go for you.
Ka që një kohë që unë punoja për një vëshëri Në kohë dimri Kër nuk ka asë gjënë për shërmen Ne e krasiqim shërbendet Dhe qëfarë zbulova është fryti Vjen gjimon nga rritje re Nëse nuk krasit Ke shumë gjete Dhe fryt vogël Dhe ashtë ka që në vijë me fjale në përëndis Falim dhejë Emily Për mua është një të gjë që sheni fundante se bëjnë nga në kishë tjetër? Për mua është e ka që mirë që të vijat e kymësim? Që për u bashkova që sheni ka mësuar për këte? Ashtë saj shumë një e Jezus i më donë? Se edhe nëse kam bërë gabime një të time Dhe nuk të më thënë që aji nuk më donë mo Për të shinë më fundë kuptoj Hirin Durimin Që sheni kishë edhe për mua si drejtuse Dhe kur kisha gabime gjërët tipi tila i ma frontet e këvetja si drejtus Dhe kur nuk më drejtoj të dera Për erdi ullë me mua E kuptoj se qëfar po kaloja Dhe më dha mundësi tjetër Dhe jam shumë falenderosën dhe Jezus e për të gjërë Amen Awesome. Okay. Thank you guys. Let's take a 10 minute break. Ni pushim 10 minuta.